It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in on a Monday, and thanks for making Locked On Jaguars your first listen, where we are free on all platforms. We appreciate you joining us here every single day because it's your team every day, and we love to bring you this content. So I'm going to talk today about this game, and uh, I said might in the in the open there that this might be the most important game of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to take that might word out, and I'm going to say this is the most important game of the season for the Jaguars. Now, bear with me here, because you know all coaches say the next game is the most important game. You know, the coaches and the players speak. They love to say that, and I agree with that. This one holds a little bit of a different meaning for me uh, because, one, I believe it is super winnable because of the presence of Geno Smith uh, instead of Russell Wilson. Two, uh, even though it's uh, across the country, uh, always as far as you get, get from Jacksonville without leaving the country, actually, in Seattle, the thing about it is, is they've had a lot of time off because they had a bye week. So that's that shouldn't that shouldn't affect them too much uh, as, as it would if they had just played a game uh, yesterday or like a Monday night game and then have to turn around and go to Seattle. Um, so I think it's a very winnable game. And then the other part of it is it's a, it's a game that's coming after your first win. It's a game that's coming after your first win after a bunch of improvement. Okay. So it's almost like a new season. It's like, okay, this is the real Jaguars. We're in it now. We figured it out. This is us. All right. A quarterback, you know, he's a rookie, but he's not a rookie anymore because he's played some games. Now we're rolling. Now Urban's gotten used to the flow of the game. He's gotten used to the fact that it's a three-hour root canal, as he says. So now what do we have? I'll tell you what can't happen. They cannot get blown out. If you get blown out, then we go back to this territory that I'm going to talk about in segment two that is a dangerous territory, not only just for Urban Meyer, but for everybody. But that's why I think this game is super, super important because if they're on this highway, just think of the season as a long highway. You're on a road trip, right? And you've had some lumps and you've had some bumps. But now you refueled, you got your gas fixed, your oil's changed, you're back on the road. The weather has finally broken because you were in some bad weather and now you're moving along. Well, now you're going to either go this way or that way. You're going to exit left or exit right, right? So exiting right is, it, it means your, your season is, is pretty much over, okay? Where you, you fall to one and six, you look bad doing it, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, we thought we were turning the corner, but we're really not because this team that we're playing isn't very good and we just got hammered. Okay. Or exit left is you win the game and now it's like, okay, the Jags are cooking in grease because that means that's two wins in a row. And then when you look at the games and the teams around the league, they played well early against Tennessee. They played really well for like two and a half, three quarters against Arizona. They should have beaten the Bengals. When you start taking that inventory 
and then you look at those teams and what those teams are doing around the league, you could look at those three games and then just just say you win this this week. You can look at those three games and then the one you won in, in, in London against Miami and then the one you won in Seattle and say, you know what? We're turning the corner. We're close. We're going to be able to beat bad teams and we're going to compete against the best teams in the league. That's what we're going to do. We're going to beat bad teams. We're going to compete against the best teams in the league. And you know what might happen? Up jump the boogie. Eventually, we're going to beat one of those teams. And now your, your, your belief starts to go up. And now the whole hiring of Urban Meyer starts to look better. And now you kind of think that you're on the right track, that if you had um, Travis Etienne, and if you had DJ Chark, and if you had um, – maybe had made some different choices in the draft and you learn from the, the mistakes you, you made. And we're going to talk about that in segment three, by the way, because that's a very, very important part of this moving forward. Now you've got that momentum and now you're saying, okay, I see the direction. All of us working. We got to continue doing the things that we've done. Well, we got to sharpen up a little bit on some of the things that we missed on. And now going into the end of this year, the offseason, and year two, we have a better grasp of who we are and what we need to do. That, to me, is where you want to be if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, of course, that's stating the obvious. But where you don't want to be is go out and get the wood laid to you by Seattle. And now you're still guessing who, who, who you are. You're guessing who on the football team is good enough to be here. You're guessing if you have the right coach. You're guessing if you have the right general manager. You're guessing if you have the right offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. So you go right back to that point you were where you were at before the Miami game. That's why I think this game is the most important game of the season. And I'm saying that without all of the coach speak, and I'm saying that without all of the all of the cliches and that the next game is the most important. No, 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 no. This one, based on where we are in the context of this season, Especially, see, when you got off to that fast start or, or, or that start and you thought, okay, we're not expecting all of this to turn overnight, but we're looking for a little bit of we should beat Houston. And you got you got hammered. And then you kept losing. And then you kept finding ways to lose. And then all of a sudden, you're playing around with the, the, the waiver wire and getting guys in here off the street playing wide receiver. So now you're like, what did we do? Well, finally, you've gotten to a point where some of that stuff has gone away. You, you actually know who your, 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 your real good guys are. You know that your quarterback is the real deal. You get it. And you know you got some pieces that can help him win. You've identified your best player. Urban didn't try to figure anything out no more. He, he should know by now who he is and who they are, and the coaches should be on the same page. There should be no more press conference saying, conferences saying, well, we didn't do that. That's not where I want to be. Identity is settled. Everybody kind of knows what it's supposed to be. So now, now you got to prove it. Now you got to prove it. And now you got to show it that it's real, that it's tangible, and it's not just uh, another week. It can't be. At some point, we have to start building and building and building and building. So what I'm going to talk about in segment two is this. What do we have? The things that we have that are conducive to this team winning a championship. What are those things? And then I also talk about this. 
if you don't have it, what does that mean? And that's something that we also have to address. That's why it's the biggest game, I think, of the season. In and of itself, within context, it is the biggest game of the season because this game is going to go more to this game is going to go more towards telling us who they are, what direction they're going in. If uh, the the enthusiasm that they got in, in London is 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 tangible, is it is it something that's going to last, or is it you know something that disappears, sort of like a Snapchat video? It doesn't stay forever. You know what I'm saying? So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all of that stuff here in segment two on Locked On Jaguars. After I tell you guys about Direct TV Stream, this is real real important. Direct TV Stream allows you to get your TV together. And what I mean by that is you got all of these different devices and all these different apps and mechanisms, whether it be your phone, whether it be plugins in the back of your TV, whether it be uh, your provider for your Internet service and they bundle other stuff. In. And sometimes you don't know which way you're going. I got TVs in my house that have different stuff like the one in the front. It's not the same as the one in my bedroom. It's crazy. But. Sometimes I forget which remotes go to which and, and what passwords or what passwords. You don't have to do that with DirecTV Stream. It brings all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place on all your TVs. That means no more juggling remotes or need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So here's what you do. Go to directtv.com and ask about direct TV stream. Let them know you want to get your TV together. And remember, compatible devices required and the content varies by package. All right, we're rolling along on a Tuesday. We're, we're, I got this stuff written down here. So occasionally you might see my eyes if you're watching this on YouTube. Shift over here to my notes, okay? Got to shift over here to my notes. I got a little makeshift desk here. And one of my notes is, for the first segment, I'll talk about how it's the biggest game of the season. And then I'll say, which way will we go? So I gave you this scenario of why I think it's the biggest game of the year and some of the things that could happen and some of the mindset and the way that this team could be thought of uh, if they win this game. I don't care if it's a close game. I, they need to win this game. OK, they need to figure out a way to beat a team that's being quarterback by a backup quarterback. and. The fear that I have is not that they'll lose because we're used to the Jaguars not winning. The fear that I have is, is that they will lose in a manner that will set us back to two weeks ago when we thought this was all a mistake. And, 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 and when I say we, I don't mean everybody, obviously, but there were a lot of people that were telling me that the, 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 the squeeze wasn't worth the juice with urban. There are a lot of people telling me that it didn't appear that he just had this mental makeup of somebody who could be patient, but pressing in the NFL that because he kept mentioning college and because he kept talking about how it's a, uh, what is he, what did he say? A, a three hour root canal or whatever that somehow this just wasn't for him that he was more used to the ebb and the flow of the college game, right? And that he wasn't going to really be able to adapt very well. We don't want to go back to those questions, especially after all of the off, off the field stuff and, you know, the, the word trust being thrown around and, and wondered. We don't want to go back to that. We also don't want to go back to thinking about 
what we need and how we're going to be able to get it if it's a whole bunch of bad stuff that we don't have, valuable things that we don't have. When we, If they lose the game, folks are going to start really, really questioning a, a few things, and I'm going to tell you what it's going to be right now. Why isn't Walker Little playing? That's one thing that folks are going to question. Why isn't Andre Sisko playing? That's another thing that folks are going to question. Why did they draft a running back in the first round? That's another thing that folks are going to question. Is Joe Cullen really the right guy? What was Daryl Bevel doing? They got to get a whole new staff. What's, why did they draft Tyson Campbell instead of Asante Samuel? And they still need a corner. They still need players at positions. They need a safety. They need another offensive lineman. So what did they do in the draft last year? This is the stuff that's going to happen. Because if this team is going to lose, at least you want them to be losing with their younger players because you think at some point their younger players are going to get better. And when their younger players get better, that there's a natural uh, it, there's the natural inclination that what happens when those player gets, players get better, the team gets better. But if those guys aren't playing and they're not good enough to help you win now and they're not learning how to get better, then you'll say that all we're doing is standing in quicksand. They haven't built it. And that's why we focus so much of last week's podcast on team building. So the best way to get rid of the thought that you're not building and developing players is to win with the ones you're playing with right now. Or to start to win. Because if the Jaguars win this game, there will be a bunch of reasons that we can go back. And I just talked about the three close games that they had in combination with those two that they won. But there'll be a litany of reasons where people will start now giving explanations, reasons, not excuses, but reasons why they got off to a slow start because everybody was new to each other. This was all new. We had to figure it out. There were a lot of moving parts. So when you start being able to rationalize reasons, not excuses, what happens is it gives you a natural optimism for tomorrow. And that's all I've ever said that the Jaguar fans wanted. They wanted hope. They wanted to believe that at some point all of this stuff was going to end and all of the trepidation and all of the thoughts that were just stuck as a franchise. They wanted it to be over. It, you can go a long, long way by helping the Jaguar fans realize that by winning two games in a row, especially coming off a of bye week, especially playing against Geno Smith, right? Right. The reason why all of that's important is because there's this thought that maybe, maybe if this thing doesn't get turned around, that Urban might be one and done. Maybe some of his doing, maybe not some of his doing. I've heard that stuff from credible people and from fans just wondering, we need to just reboot it. And I, people have been throwing Brian Daybo's name around. You want to talk about that? Let them lose. If you don't want to talk about that, you want to put that off, then just go win the game. It's just that simple. Go win the game on Sunday. 
give the fans some optimism. So when you think about where they are, we're going to do it in the context of them winning. And if you do it in the context of them winning, because we keep talking about what they need to do if they don't get any better. We did that last week. I'm going to say, let's just assume that they win two games in a row. And now you're really, really optimistic about the future. Who and what are they really? Who would be the guys you'll be pointing to? And what's the key in the formula for them to win? And then if they win, who will be the guys that you look up and you start pointing to? And you tell yourself, he's a guy for the future. He's a guy for the future. He's a guy for the future. He's a guy we can count on. Because then you'll know who you have to go and get next. So we're going to talk about the Jaguars in terms of what are their strengths and do their weaknesses line up with what will be available in the draft and free agency so they can finally get over that hump and keep this optimism going on. We'll talk about it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. Hey, man, I got to let y'all know, Jaguar fans, listen to me. I know you want to save some money, right? Everybody does. Nobody likes to spend too much money when they don't have to, especially on gas. There's an incredible app everyone needs to know about called GetUpside. All right. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code locked on. I'm sorry, the promo code is touchdown, not locked on. The promo code is touchdown. Use the promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents on your first fill up. That's right. Bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So if you do this, the first time you fill up, you're going to get 50 cents per gallon uh, on your first fill up. That is outrageously uh, a good idea. So what you got to do is understand that whenever you get this cash back, It'll be added to your account and you can cash out at any time and have the money go to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift uh, for Amazon card or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Very important. TOUCHDOWN and start saving money right now on gas. It's unbelievable. It's the truth. It is working. Folks are out here, man, saving money and you need to be doing the same thing, too. I'm going to tell you about the best tasting protein bar you have ever had. It is called Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. It tastes like a candy bar. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars that are real chalky and waxy or just plain hard to choke down. Built Bar isn't like that, man. It's soft and it's covered with 100% real chocolate. It is outstanding. They have nine great flavors that you can try i love the salted caramel everybody knows that that's my favorite i love that contrast between the salt and the caramel and that great chew and bite that it possesses so this month built bar is coming out with the new limited time flavors every three to four days so check their website often you don't want to miss out here's here's the offer for you go to builtbar.com use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off of your order use that promo code once again it is lock 15 and you're going to get 15 percent off of your next order at built.com. It is the real deal, man. Try it out. Figure uh, figure out which way you want to go on those flavors. Order an assorted box and get that figured out. So uh, it's builtbar.com. Lock15 is your promo code for 15% off at Built Bar. 
All right, man, this Locked On Jaguars here on the Monday. We thank you again for making us your first listen. It's your team every day, and we're glad to have you here. I'm sweating, man. Sitting here sweating on a Monday under these lights like a piece of chicken. Um, I actually just got out of the shower before I start recording this. So, um, yeah, Locked On Jaguars here. We thank you for making us your first listen. And also, Make sure you uh, subscribe and and like and subscribe on YouTube as well. And we're free on all platforms. We're not like a lot of these other people, man. They charge you for everything. You're going to get this content daily, and it's going to be free content. Um, Back at it here, we're talking about what they need to do from a team-building perspective. Um, It is allergy season, and I'm going to tell you something. It is wearing me out. do the weaknesses match up with the strengths of the draft and free agency? First of all, those weaknesses will start to disappear if the Jaguars win this game. If the Jaguars act, uh, win this game against Seattle on Sunday on the road, that'll be two straight wins where they didn't play in their home stadium and uh, against teams that folks thought would be pretty good coming into this season. You know, close is cool until you're close all the time, and then at some point you have to start winning, right? And I think that's what the Jaguars are going to have to do. The Jaguars are going to have to get to the point where the fans will understand um, that they are making uh, progress. Some optimistic fans already believe they're making progress just because the games are getting closer. Um, We sort of forget that we kind of expected the games were going to be close this year. We didn't expect that they would start out getting hammered by Houston. So it's almost as if we we sort of moved the goalpost a little bit. But we have to assess who they are and what they are first. The first thing you got to know is this. The most important position, obviously, is the quarterback position, and they got it. I'm telling you right now, I'm putting all my money on Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be a superstar. I don't doubt one minute that Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. And I think he'll be one of those guys that for most of his career would be one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in the league, if not even higher. So mark that down. They, they've they got that box checked off. I think James Robinson is another pro's pro that is going to be when I say a lifetime Jaguar, the way he runs, man, he doesn't really get banged up. And I do think that with uh, Travis Etienne coming back next year, that's going to actually prolong things. So I think James Robinson is a guy that you could count on as one of those players. I like Jamal Agnew. I really do like Jamal Agnew um, as, as a player. Me and the offensive line now, we go back and forth a little bit, but I really like the way Jawan Taylor played this year. Last week he struggled a little bit and got beat um, and, and got Trevor hit. But I really like that. I love Brandon Linda. I don't think you let guys like that lead the team and hit the market. They got to figure out what it is with Cam Robinson, if they're going to con- continue to pay him. And this is the part where Walker Little not being being on the field and developing kind of bugs you out a little bit because that was supposed to be the plan that at some point he would develop into a franchise left tackle. It might just take another year. So we'll have to see with that. Uh, I like the little pieces at tight end. I don't think they have a superstar at tight end, but I do think they they finally got the room to the point where it's super, super presentable. I love Devon Hamilton along the defensive line. I think he is a superstar waiting to happen. I think Josh Allen has sort of reinvented himself, and he's playing now 
at a very, very high level, not getting the numbers in sacks, but he's getting it in pressures and that and, and coaches paying more attention to pressures than they do sacks. Thank you for that, Brandon Staley. Um, I'm a little bit concerned with Miles at linebacker because I don't think he's played uh, the way that we think he could play. Also, um, in the defensive backs, they have invested so much in the last two years with their defensive backs that it absolutely drives you crazy that they're not playing better. Shaq Griffin has has really, really played well. I, I, don't, I don't think he's been like great, great, but I think he's been good. And uh, when you consider the other people at corner, he's, he's been very good. Tyson Campbell's going to have to – we got to see it. We got to see it. At some point, we got to see it because if we don't, there are already people saying that the Jaguars need a defensive back. Yeah. And if the Jaguars need a defensive back, if you start saying they need a defensive back, a left tackle, and a safety, and they just drafted those guys in the second, third round, uh, in the second, second in the third round, then that's a problem with team building. Andre Cisco, I would love to see him on the field at some point. And um, I guess by him not playing, it's not physical because if it was physical, he wouldn't even be active. They're just saying he's not ready. They're just saying he's not ready. Nobody wants their draft picks to play more than Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. So if he's not ready, he's not ready. If he's not ready, you got to wonder why they picked him. You know, it's pretty simple. Um, in I like I like uh, Jenkins too. I like Jenkins at safety. So. They do need some stuff, but then they have guys that they can hang their hat on. They have four guys on defense. I want to see a little bit more Dewan Smoot, too, and, and less of the other guys. I think Smoot is a really, really solid dude. So they have the guys on defense, and they also have four or five guys that they're going to lead with on offense. They're going to lead with Trevor. They're going to lead with uh, J-Rob. And I think for the foreseeable future, it's going to be Marvin Jones. Those are the guys. Sprinkling a little Dan Arnold and a little bit of Chenault, too. But those are the guys. Every single week, offensively, this is what, there's no mystery to it. These are the guys that are going to touch the ball. And I think that's all right for right now. Now, hopefully, they continue to develop. And what happens is, best-case scenario, is some of the guys that they picked this year will develop to the point where you don't see it as a need because you can't be redundant in these drafts and you can't be redundant in the free agency mix with the draft. You just can't keep getting guys at the same position that are good. Let's go back to 2016 and 17. The Jaguars looked like they hit the lottery on pass rushers. But didn't have, any, didn't have a quarterback or a wide receiver because Allen Robinson was hurt, but didn't have a quarterback or a wide receiver. So... You really got to hope that your weaknesses line up with the strengths. I think this week will go a long way in letting us know just how big those weaknesses are and how good the strengths are. And then the rest of the season is going to tell us with the, the young players if they made bad draft picks and they have to do a reboot and what, they, uh, what they're what they going to have to go looking for in free agency. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't no Jamar Chases in this draft at wide receiver, and you ain't going to find nobody like that in free agency that either is going to get traded or walk away. Everybody keeps talking about Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams is going to a ready-made team that's ready to win the Super Bowl and not Jacksonville. But I try. I definitely would try. But the thing is, is guys like that, 
don't come to situations like this at this stage of their careers. Um, so we have to really, really watch and see. This game this week is important for those reasons that I told you. It is going to be the, the game where we actually get to take a thermometer and stick it in to see exactly where we are. We're going to see. We're going to do a heat check. We're going to check the temperature of this franchise so that we know how we're supposed to move going forward. We thank you for making us your first listen here on Locked on Jaguars, where we are free on all platforms. And we need to make you aware that your second listen needs to be the Peacock and Williamson podcast. It's a podcast that features Matt Williamson, who's a former NFL scout, and Brian Peacock, who is an NFL analyst. Brian Peacock, that's my dude, man. So check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. All right, man, so it's heat check time. We'll see uh, what those guys are doing this week and how they're going to come back, what kind of attitude they're going to have. And uh, once again, people may disagree, but I think it's the most important week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially uh, with this regime. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And thanks for joining us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And get rid of these allergies for me, man. They're absolutely driving me crazy. Y'all take care, man.